Psalm 19. This is a good little psalm. I know I preached through this. It hadn't been terribly long ago. I say that. It's probably been two years ago, but it's a good psalm nonetheless. So we're going we're gonna to go over it again. Some of you may remember some of this from last time we went through it, but it's a relatively short psalm, and it kind of splits up into three different sections that we'll look at tonight. Yes, ma'am. Psalm 19. We'll read the whole whole psalm, verses 1 through 14. <clears throat> Let's pray and then we'll jump in. <clears throat> Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that you help us just to see your greatness through these words tonight. God, I pray that you help us to just to understand how important your, instru- <clears throat> your instruction and your, uh, your guidance is to our life, dear Lord, that we listen to what you Tell us that we listen to what your word says. God, help us to take that to heart. Help us to uh, look at our own lives, dear Lord, to see those things in our life, to see that sin that maybe we're not aware of and to be made aware of it, God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would just speak through these words tonight. Help us to get them. Help us to get something out of them. And I just ask these things. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims the work of His hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night they communicate knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words, their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens He has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a groom coming from the bridal chamber. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from the end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. Now this is a good verse. It just kind of helps helps us to really realize how great the creation of God is. And we see kind of some similar language in Romans where Paul talks about that no one is without excuse because even though we may not see God in the flesh and even though we may not hear God's voice, although we may, some people uh, say that God speaks to them and I don't doubt that that is the case, but, but even if we don't hear that in an audible sound and even if we don't see that with our physical eyes, we know that God is the master creator because we see everything that God has made. His creation declares that he is great. The creation that we see declares that there is a God in heaven who has made everything. Now, by what means he made it, I don't know how he made all these things come to be. But I know that it is with the power of God that he spoke and these things came into existence. And David realizes that here. He realizes that through all of creation, these things speak to us. While the trees don't speak to us in an audible voice, we see through creation what God has done. And then he calls out the sun here at the last part of these verses we read. And he talks about the sun rises day after day. God is still in control. Every day the sun is going to rise. God has put it into motion. God has has put it there. And until the Lord returns, the sun is going to continue to rise every day. Now, there may be days that we don't see the sun. There may be days where it's very dark out, where it's cloudy out, where it's rainy out. And we don't see the sun, but guess what? The sun is still there. And that's a reminder that God is still in control. The things that God put into motion, no telling how many thousands or possibly even millions of years ago, 
the way God did things when he created them, God has still got things in motion. God is still in control. God is still on the throne. And David is pointing out to us here, look, we see that in nature. We should see that in nature. And we should see it in the sunrise every day to know that nothing is hidden from the sun, nothing is hidden from the Lord, and we should recognize that. Then he kind of shifts gears in these next uh, few verses. He says, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewings one's life. That's good stuff right there. The instruction of the Lord. That is what God commands us, what God uh, lays out for us in His Word. The instruction of the Lord is perfect and it renews one's life. Whenever we're in a spot where we are just down, where we are drained, where we are struggling with sin, where we are just struggling with sadness, whatever it is, we need turn no further than to the pages of the Bible. And it is God's word, it is God's instruction that is going to renew our life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy. That's good stuff. We're not just reading words on a page here that were written by a lunatic who's not going to keep his word, who's just having fun with us and and at the end doesn't care about what's going to happen to us. God is just the opposite. God is trustworthy. Everything we read in his word, we can take it to the bank because he is a God that gives us this word to lead us. He is a God that desperately cares about our future, our eternity, our soul, and we can trust what God's word says. Making the inexperienced wise. Boy, we all need wisdom. There's no one in here, I would hope, that could say, I am wise and I don't need any more wisdom. If you are, then you're foolish by making that statement. And when we realize that we need wisdom, where should we go than to the word of the Lord? Because it makes the inexperienced wise. The inexperienced, that's all of us. That's everyone in this room. Verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. Have you ever been down before and you read God's Word and it made you happy? I have many times. There are many times where I have been down and out and I just maybe open my Bible and just the right Word was there. Or I open up one of those stand firms or I go to one of my favorite websites and the verse I need to hear is just right there. And just that one verse, just that one little sentence of God's Word oftentimes takes my attitude and turns it upside down. It goes from bad to good in an instant. And that's what God's Word does. It makes our heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey which comes from the honeycomb. Now that's a good thing for us to think about there. It says that God's word, that God's instructions, God's ordinances, what God commands should be, should be precious to us. And the question that we need to answer is how precious is God's word to us? Is it something that we long to get into? Is it something that we can't wait to read? Or is it something we just do because we feel like we have to? Oh, I've got to read God's word or Oh, I don't really want to. I'll do it tomorrow. Or do we wake up or do we go through the day to say, boy, I can't wait to read God's Word. I can't wait to see what God's instruction is for me. And David says here that, look, God's Word is more desirable than gold. Is God's Word what what we desire the most in our life? And boy, that convicted me when I read that when I was studying it. Because it's not always. There are sometimes things that I, that I find that I would rather do than read God's Word. When I know that I should be doing it or I say, boy, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And then 
I know I should be reading God's Word, but is that what's most precious to you? It should be. If it's not, then this is a good time for us to listen to God's good instruction right here and say, hey, if God's Word's not most important to us, if we hadn't been reading it, shame on us. But good news, God's convicting us. God's working on us. So now we can try to put God's Word at the front of our lives. Try to start uh, our day off with God's Word. Even if it's just a few verses, we need to make God's Word as something that is important in our life. In addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. Boy, that's good stuff, and that's so true. We see that time and time again in God's Word where He warns people, and those He warns that don't listen usually face some bad times, some bad consequences, but those who are warned who do listen usually receive some reward. They receive some deliverance from the Lord, and David got that. David knew, hey, look, God gives us these words, these instructions for a reason, and we need to keep these things because if we keep them, we are going to get some blessing from that. We are going to get some reward from keeping God's words. Then he kind of shifts gears a little bit again here at the close of the psalm. In verse 12, he said, Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. That's good advice. That's a, that's a good prayer because there are things that we know of that we're doing that are wrong, but there are some things maybe we're not aware of, and maybe we need to utter the same words and say, Look, Lord, help me to, help me to see my, my hidden sins. Help me to see those unintentional sins, those things that I'm doing, God, that you don't want me to do that I don't realize they're wrong. I don't, I'm not doing them, God. I don't want to be disobedient, so help me to see the areas that I don't see. Help my eyes to be open so that I'm not blinded by sin in my life so that you search me and show me those sins that are kind of deep in those cracks that I may not realize is there. And then he says in verse 13, Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins and do not let them rule over me. Then I will be innocent and cleansed from blatant rebellion. David says, God, help me with the stuff that I know is wrong, that I know that I shouldn't be doing and I do. God, help me not to give in to those things. Help me not to be ruled by those things. And sin has a way of doing that. Those willful sins, you know what I'm talking about. They're different for all of us, but we all probably struggle with something and we know it's wrong and we know we should maybe keep our mouth shut or we know we shouldn't do this or we shouldn't do that or we shouldn't, shouldn't say this. And as much as we know we shouldn't, we just can't help it and then we just do it. And then we feel guilty. The devil, he puts that burden on us and says, oh, you can't, you can't, you got to do it, you got to do it. And then we do it and he says, shame on you, you shouldn't have done it. And David says, God, help me from those willful sins. Don't let those things rule over me. David is saying, God, I know through you I can have victory, I can have deliverance. I want to be delivered from these things, so help me, God, to be delivered from the willful sins so that I'll be innocent and blameless before you. Verse 14, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That's good closing words. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. What are the words of our mouth and what are the meditations of our heart and are they acceptable to the Lord? The things that we are thinking about that our minds are consumed with, the things that we may be talking about or saying to other people, are those things things that are acceptable to the Lord or are those things not things that are acceptable to the Lord? You may look at your life. I know for me, I can, I can think of some things real quick that I think, boy, maybe I shouldn't spend so much time thinking about that. or Maybe I should have kept my mouth closed in that spot. 
Or maybe you examine your life and you say, you know what, my ways are acceptable to the Lord. But these words, as David said, are a good warning for us to examine and hear what God's Word says to make sure that we are not willfully sinning, to make sure that God will help us to see those things we may not see so that we are living in a way that is acceptable to the Lord. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these good words and I pray, God, that you would help us to to take them to heart. I pray that you'd help us just to get something from them. We thank you for being such a masterful creator that, that makes all these beautiful things and help us not to fail to realize that, dear Lord. Help us to take some time to stop and, 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 and enjoy those things, dear Lord. Help us to remember, God, as long as the sun comes up, you're still in control and you still have a plan in this world and you're still working on us and on other people. So help us to just continue to not lose focus that you're in control dear lord of whatever our situations may be and help us god to to not not sin in those things that we don't realize and definitely not sin in those things we do realize god that we would be a faithful to to live an acceptable life to you and i pray that you be with each one that's here tonight and i pray that you would help us to tuck these words of yours in our heart that we don't forget them and we keep them with us dear lord that we continue to grow in you and i ask these things in jesus name i pray amen